Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Tame Trace of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, just click that subscribe button or that follow button for us. If you are on Apple Podcasts or iTunes today, please go ahead and leave us a little rating or a review. It really helps to push the podcast up there so that more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental vegan message. All the people who have left a review or a rating on um, Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a group on there called Plant-Based and Zero Waste Australia, and we're sharing lots of cool uh, recipes and tips and things that we find, articles and whatnot online. So that's a great supportive group. You can go in there to ask any questions. You can also follow us on Instagram at May Contain Traits of Soy and on Facebook. If you are new around here, you won't know this, but we do do shout outs on this show. So that's something where you, the listener, can get in touch with us and you can ask us questions or suggest topics that you'd like to hear. And we'll do a shout out for you on the next show. You can hit us up on Instagram. We are Make Contain Traces of Soy or on Facebook. So we're going to be doing a bit of a different sort of episode today. This one I've had in, I guess, in mind for a while now. It's one of the things that I think is so important and people don't necessarily think about it until they go vegan and then they realize how important it is. But we're going to be talking about the importance of label reading today and we're going to get into some of the nitty gritties and some of the unusual names that animal derived products go under um, as far as your food packaging and product packaging goes. So we're going to be breaking that down and having a look at all of that today. There are so many, and this list is by no means the ultimate list. There is definitely more animal products that I've not included on here that go by an unusual name, but this is just, you know, it's a list of about, I think there's like 25 to 28, so we're going to go through each of those, but there would be other ones as well. So number one thing I would always suggest is if you don't know what a particular ingredient is, Google that. And, you know, if it could be plant-based or it could be an animal-derived product, just see if you can find any reference to people saying this one's definitely vegan and they're using plant-based version of that, or, you know, this one is not for that reason. I would just say Google's your best friend. We're really, really fortunate to live in the time that we do and be vegan now because not only is there a huge amount of support, you've got groups on Facebook, you've got you know, uh, Barnivore where you can look up all the different alcohol and wines and beers and check if they're vegan. And you've got lists on Peter's website. You've got Accidentally Vegan Australia, a Facebook and Instagram page that tells you all of the Accidentally Vegan food. There are so many resources that you can tap into to find this stuff out. Happy Cow is this great app that you can go on there and you can look up like restaurants nearby to you, places where you can buy vegan food. So that is another fantastic one to have on you as well. 
without further ado, let's kick this one right off. Now, label reading is important for so many reasons, but especially as a vegan, because there are products that you would never guess have animal products in them, but they do. You really do need to learn how to read those labels and how to catch out those sneaky little animal-derived product names. That's such an important part of being vegan and working, you know, that whole thing out. So label reading becomes really important. You become a bit of an expert at breaking down labels and knowing what different unusual additives and names and stuff mean. You do a lot of Googling on your phone in the first few months while you're standing in the aisle at the grocery store going, I don't know, is this one vegan? I'm not really sure. So (laughs) you will discover, you know, that you become a great label reader And that's really good too, because it actually makes you so much more aware of what's in your food. And this more so obviously applies to packaged food, um, processed food. It's less, obviously, it's not very applicable if you're picking up like a piece of fruit or a vegetable that doesn't have secret animal products in it because it's, uh, it's just fruit or veggies. But yeah, all of your kind of processed food, you wouldn't really think about it, but there are so many ways in which animal products sneak in under different names. And there are so many products that you would never guess need an animal product in them or have had an animal product in them that, yeah, you wouldn't even think of. Firstly, I'd like to sort of tell you a bit of a story about what's happened to us and uh, how we've really learned the importance of label reading. I got Daniel to pick us up some groceries about six months back. And he got, he was like, at this time, we were still sort of buying a lot more kind of fake meats and stuff. And he was having a search through the sections and looking for something good. And he found a plant-based mints and it was called like plant-based mints. Can't remember what the company was. I want to say Morningstar, but it might not have been them. Anyway, he read plant-based on the front and went, yep, that's definitely going to be fine. That'll be vegan because plant-based means vegan. So he bought that without checking it, got it home. And I turned it over and checked the back just because I've become such a stickler for these things. And yeah, there was eggs in that. It was so weird. It was like, why call it plant-based and why, why put eggs in something? I mean, when you don't have to, and they really don't have to, like there are so many other binding agents that they could have used. And in this instance, I would say that the eggs were acting as a binding agent. There are so many other options out there. It's really, really odd that people even still do that, but especially in the vegetarian food aisle, like just make it vegan, go that extra mile. And if you are going to call something plant-based, it should be 100% made of plants. That's my point of view on that. I got really cranky because I was like, they shouldn't be calling themselves plant-based. What's wrong with them? So yeah, that it does happen though. And that's a really good example. You know, something that looked to, it looked vegan. It looked like it should be vegan. It was marketed like it was vegan and it wasn't vegan. You always, always, always need to read the labels, check for those ingredients, and you'll learn too in the course of this episode that the names under which those ingredients are listed can vary dramatically. So just always make sure that you check stuff. The other reason label reading is really important is because if you've gone vegan, okay, and you've been vegan for, say, three months, six months, a year, whatever, you haven't had animal products in a really long time. And especially, especially milk products are going to make you feel sick. So if you accidentally buy something that has milk products in it, it is really likely that it will make you ill. I speak from personal experience. I had 
a packet of all natural sleep aid tablets. Like they were made out of herbs and stuff. And I did not look at the back of them. I'd had them sitting in my drawer for probably six months or something when I was like, oh, I'm going to take one of these. I don't know when I bought them, but it was well before I was vegan because I hadn't checked the back of them. Didn't think that there would be anything in them that wouldn't be vegan. As it turned out, they had lactam in them. Now, lactam is basically, it's like the milk. It's kind of like the milk sugar, like lactam, lactose. It's sort of that, you know, sugar derived from milk. And I'm not sure why it was in these tablets. It must have had, yeah, whatever it was, it was in there. And it must have been a reasonable amount because I took two of these tablets and I was really, really tired because they're sleepy tablets, like they're herb-based sleepy tablets. Went to bed. I had to get up like five times that night. My stomach was so sore. It was really, really awful. I know that no one needs to hear this, but it was awful, guys. It was so awful. Um, I will never be having dairy again because maybe, and maybe this is not a vegan thing. Maybe I am lactose intolerant, like legit. Maybe that's what's going on. Would make sense. Uh, but I had the kind of response a lactose intolerant person would have. I was very, very uncomfortable. So just keep in mind that if you've gone vegan, if you accidentally eat something with milk in it, you might have a really like intense response to that physically. On top of the fact that, you know, you will feel really bad about it and it is really gross. So those are a couple of examples of why label reading is really important. (laughs) And now we're going to get into some of the kind of unusual names. Firstly, understanding when it comes to label reading, understanding on the label what is actually in the product and what just happens to be, you know, a possible contaminant is two different things. Obviously, you guys know the name of the podcast is May Contain Truths to Soy. Now, that name was, uh, it was a choice. It's a choice. Uh, But it was a choice based off the fact that there is a lot of accidentally vegan food that will say may contain traces of egg or milk. And I wanted to do the podcast as a little nod to that, you know, like that sort of, you know, I guess the reality of living with that and having to buy stuff that has trace things in it because it's made on the same machinery. When something says may contain traces of, it generally means made on the same machinery because it's there specifically for people who are highly allergic and, you know, can't have that if it's got even trace amounts. So it's what people call kind of cross-contamination. And there are some vegans who don't want anything with cross-contamination and that is their choice. But there are actually a lot of vegan companies who can't afford to have their own factory and have to rent out factories to make their vegan products, which is why they will say may contain traces of milk or eggs or whatever, because they are using the same machinery as other companies who do make products out of animal products. And that is why you get that little warning there. But I think it's still really important that if a company is all vegan, even if they can't afford their own machinery yet, we should be supporting them. So my personal stance on that is I don't care about cross-contamination as long as the product itself is vegan and only includes vegan vegan products and plant-derived products. So that's how I feel about that. And when it comes to label reading, if you see may contain traces of something, that doesn't mean that it's in there. You're looking for what's actually in the ingredients list, like what is listed in there. Now let's get right into those sneaky little animal names and products and what they are listed under. 
So we're going to start right at the top here with whey powder. It's one of the most common ones. Whey powder is derived from milk. And you might find whey powder in chips. You might find it in sauces. You might find it in snack food, processed food. Whey powder is spelled W-H-E-Y. If you see whey powder listed anywhere, that is an animal product that is derived from milk. And you want to avoid that. Uh, icing glass. We talked about this one in another episode where we discussed how to drink as a vegan. Well, not how to drink, but yeah, drinking vegan and uh, what you have to do to kind of like, if you want to drink alcohol, what brands you need to avoid and what they do to filter some alcohol. So icing glass is used in the filtration process in wine and it's actually like a, a fish bladder that they're filtering it through. So if you see icing glass on any products, that's what you're, yeah, that's what you're buying um, and that's what you're contributing to. So definitely avoid icing glass. Uh, next one we're going to talk about is rennet. Now, rennet's really interesting. There are actually some you might have seen in the past when you've gone through the cheese aisle. Some cheeses are listed as vegetarian. And it's sort of odd to think, isn't cheese just vegetarian because it's not, you know, made. But it's actually not because cheese that includes rennet is, yeah, it's got basically the stomachs of mammals so they've basically they've taken like something out of the stomach of mammals and they've used that in the cheese process when they have rennet cheese so that's why they differentiate vegetarian cheeses to regular cheeses you want to avoid anything that has rennet in it so definitely look out for rennet that's spelled r-e-n-n-e-t ghee is the next one now ghee you're going to find specifically in indian cuisine Ghee is clarified butter, and that means that it is the liquid fat removed from the milk, and it's used in Indian cuisine. It's used often in a lot of curries. It's used in some of the naan breads and stuff. So ghee is something that you definitely want to avoid because that is just the fat pulled from the milk. You don't want any of that. Definitely not vegan. If you see ghee listed anywhere on your ingredients list, yeah, don't get that. And if you do go to eat at an Indian restaurant, you probably want to talk to them and ask if they have anything that doesn't have ghee in it because ghee is really common in a lot of Indian cuisine. Next thing I want to talk about is albumin. Now, albumin is a weird one, okay? You're going to find it in some processed foods. You're going to find it in stuff like sometimes in baking, you know, baked goods, like maybe glazed buns, things like that. Albumin is actually egg whites. Albumin is also used in the fining process for wine. So you need to check that your wine doesn't have albumin in it. And Barnival is a great place to scroll through and just look for any wine that you like and make sure that it's vegan. So definitely check Barnival out. I'm going to put a few links in today's show notes. But basically anything that I mentioned that could be a good resource, that's going to be in the show notes, guys. So definitely go down there, check that out. Have a look through all these things because super duper important. I'm also going to be doing a blog post with all of these things listed out because I feel like this is too much information for you guys to just hear and it might be a little bit easier if there is a more complete list. So I'm going to type this up for you and I'm going to stick it up on the website. I really hope I've gotten it done by the time I release this because who knows? (laughs) But if I don't, I swear it will be up there soon. And if I do, you're going to find that link in the show notes. Next thing we're going to talk about is Carmen. Now, Carmen is also called Cochinol, and I'm probably saying that incorrectly because that's what I'm like. 
But basically that's ground up beetles. That's the red coloring that we all kind of knew about. Um, so Carmen is spelled C-A-R-M-I-E-M-I-N-E or Coconol, C-O-C-H-I-N-E-A-L. If you see that ingredient, make sure that you don't buy that product. It has ground up beetles in it. So you definitely want to eat that. But that was the red coloring that was so popular for so long. And it was used in basically everything. is gelatin now most people know that gelatin is not vegan in case you are unaware gelatin is the ground up hooves tendons and skin of cows and pigs and other animals it's really gross it's in marshmallows it's in jelly lollies it's in all kinds of stuff just don't buy anything with gelatin in it because you glucose now glucose is a difficult one it is not always an animal-derived product. It sometimes comes from animal tissues and fluids, but it's often also plant-based. So if you're unsure and something has glucose in it, you just need to confirm somewhere online that it is vegan and it's a plant-based glucose and not an animal-derived product. Next one we're going to talk about is lactic acid. So this is an acid formed by the bacteria acting on milk sugar and it is in cheese it's sometimes in pickles and sauerkraut so if you see lactic acid in anything don't get that that comes from milk um lactose obviously we all know that is milk sugar um and anything that has lactose in it you want to avoid that as well uh lactic so that is a ster acid which is from tallow and it's from animal fat it's often a conditioner in bread dough, so check your bread and make sure it doesn't have lactic in it. Lard. Now, lard is from pig's stomachs. You might find that in baked goods. It's sometimes in, you know, sort of tinned or canned frosting. So just avoid lard. If you do see that, don't buy that. 
uh, lichen. Lichen is from animal tissues, but it's also sometimes plant-based. So if you see lichen, just confirm that the one that you're buying, like the product that you're buying, the lichen they're using is a plant-based lichen and not derived from animal tissue. It's sometimes in margarine, cereal, candies. So just avoid that. Next one we've got for you is lutein. Now, lutein is spelled L-U-T-E-I-N. It's a deep yellow coloring and it actually comes from egg yolks. So that might be in all kinds of things, but mostly it's going to be in processed foods. If you see lutein in anything, just make sure that you don't get that because lutein is always derived from egg yolks and it makes things yellow. So gross. (laughs) The next one we're going to talk about is olexic olectic acid so that's spelled o-l-e-i-c and that is from animal tallow which is again animal fat so that is in synthetic butter it's in some oils and some candies don't buy anything with that particular product in it because it's definitely going to be animal derived pepsin now pepsin is an enzyme from pig stomachs mostly that's in cheese so You know, thankfully, that's a product that you're not going to be buying the non-vegan version anyway. So, yeah, definitely make sure that you avoid any other products that have pepsin in them. That's P-E-P-S-I-N. Steric acid. So that is from animal fat. I'm not sure exactly what that's used in. Mostly vanilla flavoring from what I've gathered online. But yeah, steric acid is another weird animal-derived product. And it comes from the tallow, which is animal fat so tallow obviously if you see that anyway you don't want that either sweet now that's spelt s-u-e-t that's a hard white fat that surrounds the kidney and loins in animals it's in mince meat and some pastries so you don't want to get anything that has sweet in it so that's s-u-e-t that one is really gross that's coming from like a hard white fat around people around like the animal's kidneys so ew You definitely don't want that. Uh, Vitamin A. Vitamin A sometimes comes from vegetables. This can be a hard one. But if you do see a product that has vitamin A added into it, just make sure that's a plant-based vitamin A and it hasn't come from egg yolks or fish because that's the other sources that you can find vitamin A in. So just make sure that you're getting a plant-based version. Uh, Vitamin B12. Obviously, we know that one is usually from animals, but synthetic vitamin B12 is safe for vegans. And vitamin B12 is added to a lot of our vegan foods. You know, vitamin B12 is in your nutritional yeast. It's usually in your soy milk or your plant milk. You know, vitamin B12 has fortified a lot of vegan foods. And that's because, you know, it's not naturally occurring in a vegan diet because it actually comes from the dirt on plants. And the only reason the animals have it is because they've been eating dirty plants. (laughs) So it's not as though they naturally produce it either. And I guess if we didn't wash our vegetables and our plants that well, then yeah, we would get it that way too. But you know what? It's fine. You can get it from, you know, fortified foods. And there's plenty of those around. I know that we use nutritional yeast in so much stuff. And I'm sure you guys do as well. Uh, Next one is vitamin D3. Now, vitamin D3 comes from fish. I don't know of a plant-based version of this. There would be a synthetic version of vitamin D3, I would imagine. So if you see vitamin D3 listed, do a bit of research. Make sure the product you're buying is safe for vegans and that you're not getting something with bits of fish in it. 
castorium so that's spelt c-a-s-t-o-r-e-u-m this one was so weird when i found this i was like wow that's gross so (laughs) castorium comes from beaver's castor sacs the gland between the animal's pelvis and the base of its tail and this is used in perfume isn't that bizarre who went this is gonna smell good let's just get this little like sack from this dead animal and grind it up and put it in some like who thought that was a good idea oh my god what's wrong with people that one is so gross i was really surprised about that okay sugar i've put on here but i've put sugar on here because in america sugar white sugar is usually refined with bone char so a lot of american vegans are sugar free for that reason now i live in australia and i know a lot of my listeners do as well you do not have to worry our sugar is not refined with bone char we don't do that here so you don't need to stress about that just yeah if you live in america obviously that's something you need to think about and possibly avoid or look for, you know, certified organic vegan versions. Casein. Now, casein, you guys already know, comes from milk. That one's definitely one that we've spoken about before. But what I was really surprised about was casein is often used in condoms as a lubricant. That is really strange. I don't know why they're using, like, a milk product in condoms. That's kind of gross. But, you know whatever just make sure that the condoms that you're buying don't have casein in them basically i mean practice safe sex always guys always safe sex but not casein condoms okay uh gamine which is spelt ganine okay i'm terrible at pronouncing these words i'm so sorry it's spelt g-u-a-n-i-n-e it's also sometimes called pearl essence This comes from fish scales and you're going to find it in nail polishes and you're going to find it in some shimmery lipsticks. When it comes to your beauty products, I'm going to be doing a whole episode about this at some point. You need to look not just for vegan products, but like cruelty-free vegan products because part of the big issue with makeup companies is some of them testing on animals. So you just want to make sure that not only is the product that you're buying not containing any animal products, but you also want to make sure that it doesn't test on animals because that's just cruel. It's unnecessary. There's no need for it. And finally, hemoglobin, which is derived from pig's blood. Now, this one really surprised me. I didn't know this, but hemoglobin is found in some cigarette filters. Yeah, that's something to think about as well. And if you are a smoker, that might be something that helps you quit. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of an important one. So hemoglobin, if you see it in anything else as well, obviously don't get that. That's pig's blood, which is gross. You don't want a carry moment happening. So just, yeah, avoid hemoglobin. Now, that is my very long and very comprehensive list. I'm sorry if this episode felt like I was just talking at you, but it was, you know, a listicle. So sometimes listicles are like that. I thought that one was really, uh, like the whole list was kind of interesting though. And I've been wanting to do this episode for a while because label reading is such an important tool to have in your arsenal as a vegan. And I definitely know that, 
for us, it's been a very, a very long journey to working out what products we can buy and what products we can't buy based off of that. It's definitely something that you are evolving with and learning more all the time. And that's the wonderful thing about being on a journey to being, you know, more plant-based or to being more zero waste is that there is always more that you can learn. There's always an extra step to take. And it's just, it's a wonderful thing to be a lifelong learner. I'm all for that. And I absolutely love learning new things. I hope that you guys learned something new from today's episode and I hope that you enjoyed it. I am on Instagram as Make Tentrosis, so I also on Facebook. If you do want me to do a shout out for you on the show, just hit me up. Any questions you have, any topics you want to suggest, I am going to have a show with a shout out shortly. I'm just putting together the effort on that one because it's a, I was asked a very big question by a listener, so now I've got to do all the research on it. So yes, that one will be coming up. So definitely hit me up if you do want a shout out on the show. If you do have any questions, if you do want any topics covered, just let me know. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Join up with that Facebook group, Plant Based and Zero Waste Australia. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here this week, guys. We will catch you in a week. Bye.